We're continuing in Simon Reish, Samach Gimel, and we're up to Sif Gimel. Sif Aleph gave us the basic background regarding the mitzvah of Hadlakas Ner and how it's appropriate to have a Ner Yafe for the Hitter mitzvah. We mentioned the custom of having two candles, one Keneged Zachor, one Keneged Shamor, and other customs of adding more than two. Uh, Sif Beis, we spoke about that both men and women are mechuyev in having light in their homes. And even if one does not have enough food to eat, as long as they have bread for Shabbos, they're mechuyev to go around collecting money to at least have one candle for the mitzvah of Hadlakas in there. Sif Gimel, Hanoshim Muzharim Bo Yoser. That although both men and women have an obligation, but lakas aner, women have more of a chiyuv, mipnei shemetsuyos bebayis, v'oskos betzarche habayis. Why is the idea of lighting candles more so on the women? So the Machaber says, because they're at home more often, and they're osek in the needs of the house. That's their domain. If one does not have enough money to purchase a candle for Shabbos, and wine for Kiddush, so which one comes first? Still, the Ner Shabbos should come first. Now, it's somewhat hard to understand. It would seem that Kiddush Hayom, saying Kiddush Friday night, is a mitzvah deraisa. Hadlakas Haner, according to everybody, with the one exception of the Bahag, potentially is a derabanan. So I would have assumed that Kiddush should come before Ner Shabbos. We'll see, the Mishnah Bura tells us that we're not sacrificing Kiddush Hayom, because you could always make Kiddush on bread, and bread comes before having the Ner Shabbos. That's what the Mechaber means here. And so too, if you don't have enough money to buy a ner for Shabbos and one for Chanukah, ner Shabbos kodem. This is the Gemara and Shabbos we mentioned yesterday. Mishum shalom habayis, because when it comes to ner Shabbos, you have shalom bayis. The ain shalom habayis below ner. It's impossible to have peace in the home without light. If you don't have enough money to purchase wine for Kiddush and Ner Hanukkah, take a look at Tough Reish Ayin Ches, where we discuss that particular issue. Let's jump into the, the Mishnah Baruch here, Sipkat and Yedalev. Hanashim Muzharos, women are more obligated than men. Even if the husband really wants to do it, he loves lighting candles. Ha'isha Kodemis, his wife still comes first, regardless of what he wants to do. Unless you have many candles, in which case he can light as well. But it's really her mitzvah. And when a woman gives birth, the custom was that the first Shabbos after giving birth, the husband would, would light the candles. And it's interesting, the order, he says, He would light and he would make a bracha. However, we do know that when it comes to men, like we'll learn later on, the bracha should actually come before the hadlaka. When a woman is a nida, she still lights and makes the bracha for herself. Why are women more obligated than men in hadlaka saner? So the Mechaber says because they're in the home more often, that's, uh, that's their domain. V'otam, another reason given, Mipnei shekibse nero shel olam, 
because women extinguish the light of the world. Shagarma Misa Lalam Rishon. It was through Chava that Misa came to Adam Rishon. Even though Be'ikar, it's her mitzvah, either based on the Mechaber, which is more of the Pashib shot, that that's her Iker place, and therefore it's more her Achrayas, or according to the, the Kabbalistic shot, that somehow it's a Tikkun that's more needed for women. Either way, men should participate in the fixing the candles, getting everything set up. As uh, Rabbi Kiva Eger on the Mishnayas and Shabbos in the second parak. We say this every Friday night, where it says, And the Vegar says that it doesn't say Bener. The only Chiv of women is Hadlokas Haner, the lighting of the candles, but it's Mashma that everything up until that point should be done by the husband. And putting aside his participation in the mitzvah, obviously there's a strong Indian of chesed. Friday afternoon, things are busy, and the more a husband could be there to help his wife get the candles set up, the, the more of a chesed it is. Sifkat and Yud Gimel, Ner Shabbos Kodem. We said if you have to choose between wine for Kiddush or Ner Shabbos, Ner Shabbos has Kedima. Afagav de Kiddush de Raisa, Mikol Makom even though saying Kiddush is a derisive Friday night, nonetheless, saying it on wine is a chiv derabanan. Because mid you're actually yotze in Ma'ariv. And the truth is, we'll see in Reisha and Aleph, there's a whole discussion there. The Magad of Ram says this, the Berlacha is not a huge fan. But um, the, the main idea is the chiv derisive Kiddush does not require yayin. V'od, a second reason, like we mentioned, you have to buy bread before you buy the nair, and once you have bread, you could always make kiddush on the bread. When, however, you have a conflict between nair Shabbos and nair Hanukkah, nair Shabbos comes first based on shalom bayis, because in the famous words of the Mechaber, the ein shalom b'bayis below nair, says the Mishnah Bura. If you have one candle, that's sufficient. And then the rest of the money you could use for Kiddush or Ner Chanukah. And Ner Chanukah also with one candle is sufficient. You're still Yotzeh, that's all you really need, Min Hadin. Let's say, interesting case, you have one candle for Shabbos and one candle for Chanukah, and you have a little bit of money remaining. What do you do with that money? Do you buy a second candle for Shabbos or a second candle for Hanukkah? Nearly the Tavyosa Liknos od Nervas Lachanukah, Leos Minimahadrin, says the Chafetz Chaim, it seems to me you should purchase more candles for Hanukkah to be in the category of Mahadrin, like we explained in the Berelacha. Kosov Magadaram, the Isha Sumagamke and Yechola Levarech al Ner Shabbos. If a woman is blind, she is still able to make the bracha on their Shabbos. The Hanenis Gamke and Memoros, because she also benefits from having, from having light, because other people are able to help her through the light. And that's why we mention in Simon Memvav that even someone who can't see still says the bracha of Pokech Ivrim, because through sight, through vision, they're helped as well. Omihu, im yeshla baal shehu if she has a husband who, who can see, then who yuvarich, it's better that he should make the bracha. 
if she's eating at the same table with other people who lit candles and made a bracha, lo tevareich, then she should not make a bracha. Because in general, right, there's a question in general. If you're at a table, you're staying together with a few different families and everyone's lighting and making a bracha, so what? why are you making a bracha? We don't need your candles. You have other candles here. You have light, you have onig, you have kavod, you have shalom bayis. What are you doing? So the reason why someone who can see makes a bracha is mishum simcha yusei because there's still more joy. The more light, the better, like we'll see in sifches. However, v'haleka simcha gaba, but that subtle difference in having a little bit more light through extra candles, that that's not true for someone who can't see. So in a case like that, if one is blind, they would not say the bracha. Sif Dalid. Lo yom gadol. One should not light the candles when there's too much daytime left. Sha'az eno nikr because then it's not recognizable that the hadlaka is lekavet Shabbos. Now keep in mind, this sif is talking about after plaga mincha. Lighting before Plaga Mencha, we've established, doesn't count for anything. It's a bracha levatala. You can't accept Shabbos before Plaga Mencha. We also mentioned that there were two views of Plaga Mencha. Is it an hour and a quarter before nightfall? Or is it an hour and a quarter before Shkia? And we are Mekel to say you're allowed to be Mekabla Shabbos up till an hour and a quarter before sunset. But the Mechabra here is teaching us that even after Plaga Mencha, don't light the candles too early if you're not going to be accepting Shabbos right then and there, because then it's not recognizable that the Hadlaka was for Shabbos. Vigam lo yacher, and also don't wait too long, don't procrastinate to the last minute. However, if one wants to light candles, well, there's still plenty of daytime left, assuming it's after Plaga Mincha, and you want to accept Shabbos right when you light, Rashai, that's okay. Since you're accepting Shabbos right away with the lighting, that's not a problem of lighting too early. As long as it's from Plaga Mincha and onwards. So the Mechaber's opinion is, it's an hour and a quarter before nightfall. But like we mentioned before, and we say even an hour and a quarter before Shkia. If the ner was lit, well, there is still plenty of daytime left. Then you should extinguish the fire and then light it again with in mind, I'm doing this, Litzarach Shabbos. Let's take a look here at the Mishnah Baruch Sipkot and Tesvav. Vod HaYom Gadol. Zman Harbei Kodam Tosef Shabbos. That means it's plenty of time before Tosef is Shabbos. Uzman Tosef is Shabbos, the Shulchan Aruch, ma'at kodem sof In the world of the Shulchan Aruch, which is the world of the Rabbinatam, Tosef is Shabbos, we said, is any time before the sof or the Shkia Shnia, which is 58 and a half minutes after the Shkia Rishona. Taking on Shabbos even a few minutes before then would be a fulfillment of, of uh, Tosef is Shabbos. We established over there in Reish Samech Aleph 
that if someone stops doing malacha half an hour or 20 minutes before sunset, meaning he's referring to here the, the first sunset, Ashrei lo, he's praiseworthy, because through this you're being yotzi according to all of the Rishonim. And back there we explained that the fact that you're stopping before sunset means that even in the world of the, the Gra and the Geonim, where Shkia begins Ben Hashmashos, you're stopping well before Ben Hashmashos, and you're even being Mekayim, the Sheet of the Yireim, who held that three-fourths of a mil before sunset is when you should stop doing Mulacha. The fact that you're stopping 20 minutes means that if a mil is 18 minutes and three-fourths of a mil is 13 and a half minutes, so you're starting before the, uh, the 13 and a half minutes, and you're also being Mekayim Tosef Shabbos. Uh, some have the custom, like he mentions here, to start 20 minutes, because that way, even if you hold the mill is 24 minutes, and therefore the three-fourths of that is 18 minutes, you're still big mekayim, the sheet of the Urayim, plus the two minutes of Tosef Shabbos. Sifkat in Tezayin, lo ya'acher, hainu heicheshu madlik b'tzimtzum b'sov zmana mutter. It's telling us, don't wait to the last possible moment, trying to get the, uh, the lighting of the candles in right before sunset. The reason is because you might, uh, you might get caught up in something and uh, the time will pass and you're going to miss the mitzvah. So the, the Mechaber told us that if you want to light the candles early but accept Shabbos right away, then that's fine. Which means, as soon as I light, even though it's an hour before sunset, I'm stopping all melacha. Even those things that are also medirabonim, I'm I'm taking on Shabbos. Yurches as long as it's after plaga mincha, then the kabbalah is valid. Although kodem plaga mincha ain kabbalah, so kabbalah af b'diavin. But before Plaga Mincha, if one lights candles and accepts Shabbos, the acceptance does not work even post-facto. Take a look what we saw earlier in Reich Sambach Aleph, Sivkat and Chafei, B'mishnah Baruch. Sivkat and Yudtes, Halayla, Hainu Tseis Shloshik Ochavim. Layla is defined by three medium stars. V'dasa Levush V'agra, the Plaga Mincha Hu Sharavia Kodem Hashkia. So although the sheet of the Mechaber and the Rabinatam is that Plaga Mincha is an hour and a quarter before nightfall. The Shita of the, the Gra and Lavush is that Plaga Mincha is an hour and a quarter before sunset. The Holy Alma, he shows manis. Everyone agrees that the calculation of this hour is based on the time of year, where you divide the daytime hours by into 12 parts, and then each part has the din of a shaw. So everyone agrees on the type of hours we're using. The only machlokus is, how do you calculate the hours? Is it from alos until tzeis, and divide that into 12 parts? Or is it from nates until shkia, and divide that into 12 parts? Sifkatun chaf, mibod hayom gadol. The Ramah came along and he said that if the candles were already lit while there were still many, uh, many hours left of the daytime, 
even if it was after Plaga Mincha. So you could argue that they were first lit after Plaga Mincha in a time where it was possible to accept Shabbos. You would still have to extinguish them and light them again. The case here is where they were lit for something else entirely. But if they were lit initially, so even though one did not accept Shabbos at the time of lighting, there's no need to extinguish them. Even though you should not have lit them so early, like the Mechaber told us, because then when you light it so early, you're not Mechabal Shabbos, it's not recognizable that you're doing so. Nonetheless, it works. So as long as the candles were lit, there's no need to put them out and light them again. Let's do Sif Hey. So until now, we've been speaking about the chiv of lighting candles, uh, who has that requirement, and when exactly to do so. Now in Sifhei, we address the question of what is the nusach, what is the text of the bracha? So the Machaber tells us it's a share kedushan b'mitzvosa v'tzivanu lahadlik neir shel Shabbos. Echad ish v'echad isha doesn't make a difference who's making the bracha; it's the same text. Gam biyom tov tzarich levarik lahadlik neir shel yom tov, and lighting candles before yontif, it would be the same thing. A share kedushan b'mitzvosa v'tzivanu lahadlik neir shel yom tov. Biyom kipurim below Shabbos when Yom Kippur falls out. And it's not on Shabbos. Some are of the opinion that you actually do not make a bracha. I am the command, simen tof resh yud. We don't pask in this way. Says the Ramah, when exactly do you make the bracha? So yesh misha omer shemivarachin kodam hadlaka. Some say you should make the bracha before the lighting, which would seem to be very logical. That's the classic principle of all brachos should be said over lasiyasan before performing the mitzvah. The Gemara Psachim teaches us that's how it usually works. And some say something strange that you actually make the bracha after the hadlaka, after the mitzvah. However, in order to still have some semblance of overlasiyaso, as if the bracha is somewhat before the completion of the mitzvah, one should not get benefit from the light until after the bracha. And the way to accomplish that is you actually light the candles and then place your hand over the flame until you make the bracha. And then you remove then your hand. And this is still considered to some degree over This says the Ramah is the custom. So although there are two different opinions here as to when you say the bracha, the Ramah is teaching us the custom is like the second Yesh Omrim, that you say the bracha after doing the Hadlaka. So we'll have to explore why would this mitzvah be different than most other mitzvahs. Sifkot and Chaf Aleph in the Mishnah Baruch, Kishiyadlik, that the Mechaber said, when you light, you make the bracha. So Yesh Omrim, Kishiyesh Chuppah Be'erev Shabbos, Ba'ar Acher Some say if you have to go to a chuppah on Friday, 
and it'll go until after sunset. And one does not want to accept Shabbos uh, before going to the Chuppah, because they're concerned if they accept Shabbos that early, there still might be other things they need to do, and they don't want to be stuck. So what's the best Eitzah? You could light the candles without saying a bracha before the chuppah. And then after, once it's dark, you could place your hand over the flame and make the bracha. That's option number one. Or if it's still been a shmashos when the chuppah is over, then you can ask a non-Jew to light for you. Because we know that there's no iser the Rabbanon of asking a non-Jew to do a malacha, even a malacha deraisa for you, if it's l'tzarech mitzvah, l'tzarech shabbos, like we saw in Reish Samach Aleph, and then she herself would make the bracha. So in this case, there are two options given. Either light the candles yourself, and then later on after dark, you can make the bracha. The other option is, assuming that it's still Bein Hashmashos after the chuppah is over, you can have a non-Jew light it at that point in time, and then you can make the bracha. However, the Mishnah Bruah says, V'somu achronim mazeh, the achronim have a problem with both of these approaches. V'loshayich bracha b'deluka v'omedis. Let's say the option number one, you light it yourself, and then you come back after the chub is over, once it's already nightfall, you make the bracha. How can you make the bracha once it's already lit? You're not doing any hadlaka yourself. There's no action happening here. And for sure now, where it's totally dark outside, and it's usher to do it, how could you say you've commanded us to light? I can't light right now. Regarding the second option, the Tomer Lein Yehudi Lahadlik, where if it's been a Shmasha, so you could ask a Nanju to light it for you, Gamkin Kasha, that's also very hard to understand. Ha'ein Shlichus Lein Yehudi, in general we say that there's no Shlichus to a Nanju. The action they do on your behalf is not officially considered that you're doing it. We mentioned earlier that when it comes to Amir La'akum, the tsura, the mechanism of the gezer is that we view it as if it's shlichus, but there's no real shlichus for non-Jew. V'im kein, he eno madlekes, and therefore she's not actually lighting it, ve'ech tevarech, so how could she make the bracha herself? V'afili Yisrael ha-metzav lahadlik, and even if you have a Jew instructing his friend to light the candles, gam kein das derchaim da-metzav lo yuvarech madlik, and the Derech Haim held that the person instructing you to light the candles for him should not make the bracha, but rather the person who's lighting them, he should make it himself. So for sure, in this case, where there's a non-Jew doing it for you, the, uh, the woman should not make the bracha. So these are the problems we have on those two suggestions. Suggestion number one is how can you make a bracha if it's totally nightfall, you're not doing any action, and how could you say you're commanded to light when right now you're not allowed to light? And the question on eights and number two is, how could you have a non-Jew light it for you? He's not your shliach. And uh, even if it's a Jew lighting it for you, it sounds like at least the derechaim held, the person lighting should make the bracha. So what's the, what's the eight? So you have a case, you're going out to the chuppah. Um, what do you do? So, say there's a third option which we feel more comfortable with. We're going to establish later on 
that at least in a bind, a woman is allowed to light and make the condition, make a stipulation that she's not accepting Shabbos with the lighting. This would be another example where there's a tzorach not to be makal Shabbos right away. And therefore, she should light, she should make the bracha before leaving, and just make the stipulation that I'm not accepting Shabbos now, I'm not going to accept Shabbos until later. That's the better Eitzah. We'll learn more about this in Ritz Hashem a little bit later on. Being able to make a stipulation, we'll see that it's not something that should be done frequently, but uh, it's mutter. Continues the Mishnah. Another example would be if mikvah night falls out on Friday night. She could light with the bracha before going to the mikvah. And she could have in mind, she could uh, stipulate that she's not accepting Shabbos until she does her preparations for the mikvah. Because obviously those involve malacha and those things cannot be done on Shabbos. So those are examples where you're allowed to light with a tenai. Sifkat and chaf base, lahadlik ner. The text of the bracha is lahadlik ner, to light the ner. Afilika shemadlik kamineros. We saw before there are different customs how many candles you light. But no matter how many you're actually lighting, tov yosef shiomer ner. Always better to say the singular of ner. Ki ikra chiyuv hu ner echa. Because the main chiyuv is even one candle. Gam Yom Tov, and the same thing we find in Yom Tov, that you make the bracha, lahad ligner shel Yom Tov. Ve'in sarach levarach zaman al hadlaka. There's no need to make the bracha of Shechianu when you're lighting. Why not? We always say Shechianu on a new Yom Tov. The answer is because we'll be saying it by Kiddush. So there's no need to say it during the hadlakas in there. Mihu b'makam shenagu ein limchos biyadon. However, in a place where they have the custom to do so, then don't make a machal. Let them say the Shechianu even though it's going to be said in Kiddush. And this seems to be the practice of many people, and that the, the mothers do say the bracha of L'hadlik Ner Shayom Tov, and also the bracha of Shachyanu. And there is a question in the poskim, if they say Shachyanu during the, the candle lighting, do they respond amen to the Shachyanu of their husband when he's saying Kiddush? On one hand, you could argue, they're already Yodzeh. So by saying amen, there would be some level of hefsik, that would be an interruption. On the other hand, you could say, it's not a hefsik. The, the, the person who's saying Kiddush and saying Shechianu, it's all part of the Seder HaKiddush, and uh, one would be allowed to and therefore required to say Amen. Reb Moshe held, as the Reb Yaakov and others, that, it, that Lemaise, you're allowed to say Amen, and therefore you should say Amen during Kiddush, even if you said Shechianu during uh, candle lighting. Sivkat in Chavdalid, Ner Shel Yom Tov, Vimchal Yom Tov B'Shabbos, if Yom Tov falls on a Shabbos, Omer Shel Shabbos V'Shel Yom Tov, you say both together in the Nusach, Sifkat and Chafei, V'ayin L'Kaman Zim and Tav Reish Yod, Demevi Shom Mechaber Dasa Posek, HaMatzrich Levarich, there the Mechaber brings the opinion that Yom Kippur that falls out on a non-Shabbos, you would still make a bracha for the Hadlaka, Desvir Lei Degam Yom Kippurim, because that opinion holds even though there's no eating or drinking on Yom Kippur, and therefore there's no real mitzvah of onig, 
So although you might have thought if there's no mitzvah of onig and the whole point of lighting is based on onig, and that's how Tosus explained it, so maybe you don't say bracha. You still have the issue of shalom bayis. Like we said, there's no shalom without or, so that's why you still make a bracha on Yom Kippur. Sivkat and Chavav, Kodim Hadlaka. So we said that uh, the first opinion held you make the bracha before lighting. Kishar Just like all mitzvahs, the bracha goes before the performance of the mitzvah. And the basic reason for that is that the, uh, the, whole, the whole goal of saying a bracha is to be mechavein, is to have the right mindset for the mitzvah. So of course it makes sense it should be before the mitzvah. Acher Hadlaka. However, the second opinion held, you make the bracha after lighting. Why would this be the exception? Because they hold that if you were to make the bracha before lighting, that would be as if you're accepting Shabbos explicitly, and therefore it would be usher to light the candle. So according to this logic, we're saying the reason why this is the exception is because the bracha itself is your Kabbalah of Shabbos. You can't say the bracha and then do a malacha. But imkein, accordingly, beyom tov de lo yantif, where you're allowed to transfer fire, then the chuli alma tevarech v'acher kachtadlik, then everyone would agree, you first make the bracha, it's over l'siyasan, and then you light the candles. We don't make any distinction, even though you're right, logically, Yontif should be different. We don't want to make a distinction because then people get confused. However, many Achronim argue in the Magan of Ram, and they hold that Yontif women do first say the bracha and then light the candle. We will continue next time with Sivvav.